Hi, it's JP Mac, and welcome to Liberty Relearn, not just another conservative blog. Hello again, this is JP Mac, your humble host, and this is the Liberty Relearn podcast. And tonight we are going to be talking again about something that's been in the news for the last uh better part of two months now and that is the uh, war in Gaza against Hamas the war that Hamas started on October 7th and that continues today and so after about a week of a pause to bring in humanitarian aid and uh, a prisoner exchange um, where the Israelis exchanged, exchanged some prisoners, some Palestinian prisoners, and Hamas uh, gave back some hostages that they took. Um, so, but now the war against Hamas is back on after the brief ceasefire. And Israel has determined for its part to go well full Israel on Hamas. So we'll talk a little bit about what that means. We'll start with an article that appears in Justin News. It's entitled, Israel Plans to Hunt Down Hamas Leaders After War in Munich-Style Plots. And they're referring to, of course, um, when the Israelis hunted down and killed a lot of the terrorists, or all of the terrorists, in the 1972 massacre of the Israeli athletes in Munich. And so now um, the Israelis have determined that they're going to follow a similar course. Um, after they conclude the war in um, against Gaza that they have going on right now. They continue to pursue the leaders of that massacre that occurred on October 7th of this year, uh, well past whatever hostilities happened on the ground in Gaza. And so, again, this article... Uh, in Justin News by Madeline Hubbard. Uh, it starts out, Israel plans to hunt down the Hamas leaders around the world responsible for the October 7th terrorist attack when the war in the Gaza Strip winds down in, campaign, in a campaign echoing the one executed following the deadly attack on Israeli athletes at the 1972 Munich Olympics. Israel official says, say, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu ordered Israel's top intelligence agencies to hunt down Hamas leaders living in Lebanon, Turkey, and Qatar, the latter of which has allowed the internationally designated terrorist group to run a political office in Doha for the past decade. The campaign confirmed Friday by the Wall Street Journal would target leaders who planned the October 7th terrorist operation 
that saw the brutal murder of approximately 1,200 people and the kidnapping of about 240 others. So, by the way, about 100 or so of those people kidnapped have been returned in uh, a ceasefire that lasted just about a week. So the article continues, the assassination campaign would follow decades of clandestine operations by Israel that have become the focus of Hollywood movies such as Steven Spielberg's 2005 film Munich, which follows some of the 20-year-long Mossad operation to track down members of the Black September organization who were involved in the Olympic massacre that resulted in the deaths of 11 Israeli athletes and coaches, as well as a German police officer. By the way, that's a pretty good movie. I suggest you watch it if you haven't already. Operation Wrath of God, the Mossad campaign after the Munich massacre, saw Ehud Barak, before he became Prime Minister, dressing as a woman and sneaking into Beirut in 1973 to kill three Palestinian militants linked to the attack. Israel has reportedly carried out more than 2,700 covert assassination operations since World War II. Israeli journalist Ronan Bergman wrote in his book, Rise and Kill First. The new operation may be Netanyahu's second chance to kill Hamas founder Khalid Mashal during his first term as Prime Minister, Netanyahu ordered a botch poisoning attempt of Mashal in Jordan in 1997. Well, so there you go. Uh, looks as though the Israelis don't plan on uh, letting this thing go anytime soon. And so, my opinion, uh, that's fine with me. Um, sometimes you need to uh, do things like that that um, are act as a deterrence, um, as unpretty as they are. But that's just my opinion. Um, so it looks like we can uh, look forward to a pretty good action media, uh, movie in probably about. Uh, maybe a decade's time as these uh, events that will eventually occur, I'm sure, are made public. So, we'll see. Um, but in the meantime, the Israelis have to get busy back on their offensive. They just recently uh, started again their ground offensive in Gaza after uh, the ceasefire broke down after, I think, about a hundred, don't, don't know the exact number, but about a hundred of the hostages that Hamas took on October 7th uh, were released. So, at least it wasn't a total waste. And some, um, you know, UN and Red Cross relief 
got into the area to help the the civilians in the area. So, but unfortunately, it is back on the warpath uh, for the Israelis, and of course that is particularly unfortunate uh, for the members of Hamas and the leaders who planned and organized the October 7th massacre in uh, the areas around Gaza. Okay, so in a uh, related story, also from Just the News, uh, this one is Israel says it started military offensive in southern Gaza, no less powerful than the one in the north. So you may recall, or you may not recall, but the focus of the attacks um, by Israel, by the IDF, have been focused on the north. But now they are shifting their focus uh, more into the southern um, theater of operations there. And so we will uh, read a little bit of this story. Uh, again, from Justin News, again by Madeline Hubbard. Um, the Israeli military on Sunday said it is expanding its activities to the southern portion of the Gaza Strip, and its actions, quote, will be no less powerful than those in the north, where their troops have been fighting since terrorist attack inside Israel on October 7th. Israel ordered many of the residents of North Gaza to evacuate as it conducted its military activities in the region, which it continued to do Sunday. But in a new move, the military also ordered evacuations from parts of the southern Gaza Strip. Quote, Yesterday morning, we started the same move in the south of the Gaza Strip. It will be no less powerful than in the north. It will have no less results than this. And the commanders in Hamas will meet the IDF everywhere in a very, very strong way, an Israeli Defense Forces spokesman said, as translated. Meanwhile, in Israel, said Sunday that it has discovered more than 800 terror tunnels in Gaza since it launched operations in October. Israel also said Sunday it eliminated a Hamas battalion leader who invaded Israel on October 7th, a day that saw the deaths of approximately 1,200 people and the abduction of 240 others. And so I guess that bears repeating. Uh, you heard that in the previous article, too. Um, let's not forget how this all started. And by the way, this is a very cursory description, of course, of what happened. Obviously, more de detailed description would have to include a lot more brutal details and bloody details. But... Um, 
it is a fact that 1,200 people uh, were killed on October 7th and uh, 240 Moors were abducted. And so it is. it does bear worth repeating. Uh, tensions in the region already reached a new high Sunday when an American warship and multiple commercial vessels were attacked in the Red Sea. Houthi reader rebels in Yemen claimed responsibility for the attacks. Uh, the United Nations estimated that 1.8 million people in Gaza have been displaced as a result of the fighting, according to the Associated Press. That fighting, I uh, want to remind everybody, was initiated by Hamas on October 7th. And without those attacks, none of this stuff would be necessary. I think that's a fact that's lost on a lot of people. People say that you know they, they want to do, they attempt to do like some sort of moral equivalency between Hamas and Israel, when of course Israel is just defending its people. You know the uh, Hamas. Um, first of all, they are in the habit of launching rockets indiscriminately, basically, into the interior of Israel. And the rockets, of course, they're not guided missiles, so they're, you know, they can land just about anywhere, um, regardless of whether that's a military target or a civilian target. You know, they, the, the ability to aim rockets like that just doesn't exist. And so every time they do a rocket attack on Israel, they're basically attacking uh, and knowingly uh, risking civilian lives inside Israel. And then, of course, on October 7th, uh, they went from house to house, uh, murdering the families and, uh, in some cases, abducting members of the families. And then they would burn the houses with the families inside them and then a lot of a lot of um now that the some of the people who were held hostage are have been returned um they have a lot of horror stories uh including how they were treated and some uh talk about uh sexual assaults that occurred and uh, murders and things like that that they witnessed in the process of being abducted on October 7th. So not a very pretty picture as one could imagine. And so it's even though it's hard for us to imagine unless you've uh, been there um, exactly uh, what these people have gone through, what they're going through and just the you know the PTSD and the psychological trauma of these people just must be you know off off the scales um, and as well as all the other survivors the particularly civilian survivors of these attacks it just must be absolutely through the roof so you have to feel for these people and so you know, we shouldn't, um, we should avoid the temptation to, to just reduce this to 
just mere numbers, you know, it's not a mere matter. You know, if you say 1,200 people were killed, um, that doesn't really paint an actual, actual accurate picture of what occurred on October 7th. And again, the, you know, you had the terrorists going from house to house, murdering people. You know, if they heard anybody make a noise, they just shot up the entire house until the noises stopped. Um, in many instances, they um, would burn the house down with whoever was in it, living or dead. And then, of course, there there is the quibble over the definition of beheading babies. You know, well, they say, well, you know, we didn't actually behead the babies. We didn't cut the heads off the babies. Therefore, we did behead them. It's like, well, you know, you blew the baby's head off. Um, so let's not pretend, you know, let, you know, let's not, you know, get into this game of, you know, redefining terms and stuff like that. It's just so intellectually dishonest and all of the arguments being made by the Hamas supporters and the pro Palestinians were just so, uh, misguided, miseducated, and just completely, um, intellectually dishonest. I mean, these people are living in a bizarre world where the truth is falsehood and the falsehood is truth. It's like they've been living in some sort of Orwellian society, even more so than we do in actuality today. I mean, these people accuse the um, Israelis of acting like Nazis. Now that is so far-fetched as to be laughed at, but that's what, that's the rhetoric that these people engage in. 